0: Hello, welcome back to another episode of the rest of the sermon Confessions of a Pastor. I'm sure you've noticed that there was not an episode last week, and there's a very good reason for that. I had the opportunity to experience my first COVID test, and while my body said no to COVID, it said yes to mono. And so I spent the, the, the week awaiting the results in self-quarantine, and then after having uh, been given the results, resting, uh, as that's about the only thing that I can do to try to feel a little better. So uh, that's also uh, one of the reasons why this week's episode is a, a day late. Uh, again, trying to get caught up from uh, a week of um, not being on the top of my game, and then also trying to rest so as not to fall even further behind. But I, listen, I'm glad that you've joined us this week. Um, we're going to be doing something a little different. I'm going to be talking uh, primarily about an article that was written that I have shared on my Facebook page. I will link in the uh, show notes the last two sermons in case you're following along with us in Philippians. Uh, you'll know that uh, or notice that two weeks ago we uh, did chapter 2, verses 5 through 11, uh, or is that right? 5 through 11? Uh, yes, and then this past Sunday we did uh, chapter 2, verses 12 through 13. Uh, and so both of those links will be in the show, note for, show notes for those two sermons, uh, in case you want to get caught up. Uh, but I'm not going to be spending a lot of time talking about those messages. Instead, I want to talk about uh, an article that was written uh, in uh, Baptist Global News, I believe is, is where it came from. I saw it as uh, it started making rounds uh, in, uh, on the, the timelines of my, uh, some of my clergy friends, and I uh, read the article uh, and was not surprised by what I found. The uh, basis of that article, I, the other thing I'm going to try to do, I'm going to try to uh, post that link uh, in the show notes as well, so that if you haven't seen this article yet, you will uh, be able to go read that for yourself. Uh, the, the basis of the article, or the, the summary, to summarize it uh, as quickly as I can, is that, hey, during the middle of a global pandemic, life gets a little hard for pastors. Not only does it get a little hard, but it gets very challenging in that uh, there are many pastors who are facing situations where, um, for lack of a better uh, way of saying this, they're damned if they do, and they're damned if they don't. Uh, many pastors find themselves in situations where you know, around half the congregation is ready to go back and be in person, around half the congregation uh, would rather stay virtual and stay online, and both groups are saying, if you don't do what I want, then I'm uh, probably going to leave and try to find another church that will do what I want. And so it reminds me of a few things, and and these few things are are, are where I want to focus today. One uh, is the importance of what it means to be a member, to be a member in a church, uh, to realize that your membership in a church doesn't entitle you to uh, having things the way that you want it all of the time. But instead, being a member of a church, being a part of the body of Christ says that when we disagree, we find ways to continue to get along. One thing that I can promise you with the diversity of the disciples uh, is that they didn't always agree on things. Uh, Again, remember, you had a tax collector and a zealot. They were about as diametrically opposed as any two people could be. Yet here they are following Jesus together. And somehow they found a way to agree to disagree or to get along. Or maybe, maybe just maybe, find the middle ground. Find where there was room for each of them to move and find commonality in the middle so often especially in these days and and i shouldn't even say that in these days it's it's been through or been true throughout history i would imagine especially in uh in the united states when we don't get what we want we are very very easily ready to just move on and it seems that in a consumer driven world a church has become one more thing that is consumed Instead of one more thing that you are a member of. Something that's bigger than what you just consume, I've seen churches split or heard stories of churches split over the color of carpet, over the type of music that was going to be played, over what would seemingly be very insignificant issues. Of course, the the opposite is true as well. There's been churches that have split over major, major theological differences. But then there's also that odd place where believers truly find a place where they can call home, a place that differences lie and differences exist, but there's enough room at the table for all to come. I pray that here at Midway Baptist Church, we are a place like that. I I fear that we are not, but I pray that we are. I pray that we find room at the table. To invite all, even those who don't agree with us, to come and meet in the presence of God. After all, it's God who decides whether we're right or wrong. And so I've always tried to err on the side of compassion, the side of love, thinking that, well, that's the side that, that God would err on. Maybe that's right. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. So so first, we we see in this uh, world of, of COVID-19, of a pandemic, of uh, states, governors, uh, even even the federal governor, a government asking us uh, to make sacrifices, to make uh, changes, to, to do things perhaps that some of us don't want to do. But for the greater good, we're asked to do so. And this causes differences among us, differences of opinions, differences of beliefs. And so there that word division creeps in. And so this article that I was reading first points out the division that exists in church. And it points out the the readiness, the willingness of congregants just to move, to find a place that suits their needs a little better. Or I wouldn't even say that. It's not that they suit their needs. It's that they match what they think or they believe. But there's a dark reality that lies in that. And that dark reality is that pastors then are somehow supposed to figure out how to appease both sides. Pastors are supposed to try to figure out how to make everyone happy, even though we all know you're not going to make everyone happy. Jesus didn't even make everyone happy. In fact, he did a pretty good job of riling a lot of feathers. So what do we do then when you find yourself stuck in the middle what this article suggests is, as, as you know, it wasn't an empirical study, but it was a conversation with 10 pastors, and of those 10 pastors, four had openly admitted or were willing to openly admit that one solution they had sought out or that they had thought about or that they had considered was suicide. Now, if you are a listener of this podcast, you know that there's a little bit of history there for me. In the last six months or so, I've lost uh, four people to suicide. If we extend that out to about the last year and a half, you would add uh, I could add another handful of folks, three of which were pastors. And these aren't like, you know, interpersonal, great friends of mine, but these are people I know, people I've talked with and I converse with on a relatively regular basis. And so more than just acquaintances. And so it, it became very real for me hearing that, that four out of these ten pastors were willing to admit that that's something they had considered as, look, this is the only way out. This is the only way to, to try to appease everyone. It's just to say, forget it, I'm out of here. And it made me wonder, it made me ask the question. I wonder how many of those six that didn't respond that way had those thoughts as well. I don't know what the answer to that is. But I do know in a, in a time where we are trying, we being pastors, are trying to be the best shepherds that we can be, following the ultimate example of what a shepherd looks like, it can be very difficult. It's very difficult to chase down sheep that seemingly don't want to be chased down, to try to bring everyone back into the flock when the flock doesn't agree on anything now, I, I would to to speak on a, a in a personal way. I would would want to say that uh, as a pastor, I'm lucky. Uh, I have a church that is very supportive of myself and my family uh, in a time where uh, I'm trying to figure out. My wife and I are trying to figure out how do we do school. How she's a teacher and a administrator and her school is in person. And so my, my middle daughter is in person with her, my oldest daughter and my, my son, my youngest, my son uh, will be online and, and trying to figure out how all this is going to happen. I I decided I would try to talk with our, our personnel committee to try to figure all this out. And they, of course, were very supportive uh, and helped me kind of guide my guide me through. Yeah, that that's a good idea. That'll work. Let's give that a shot. And if that works for you, great. If it doesn't, then we can come back to the table if we need to. What what a great showing of love and support. But I know all too often pastors don't receive that. Instead, they receive the opposite. They receive the demands. The demand to, no, do the things the way that I want you to do them. Meet my need. Because my need is right. On this podcast, we've talked about the issue of selfishness. It's only been a few weeks since we talked about the issue of selfishness and how do we get out of our own way. Paul seems uh, pretty convinced that, that this idea of selfishness is a problem. So, what do we do? What do we do with pastors that are hurting? What do we do with churches that are broken? What do we do with a society that is divided? A nation that is divided? And at the heart, the root of all of it, seems to be this dramatic selfishness that says, I don't care about anybody else as long as what I want, what I need is met, is satisfied. Friends, I'm going to encourage you to do something this week. Maybe for the next few weeks. I'm going to encourage you to be in prayer for your pastor. I'm going to encourage you to lift them up. To reach out and ask, hey, is there anything that you need? To give them words of encouragement if you have honest, true words of encouragement to give. Let me also say I don't think it's helpful to try to give words of encouragement you don't believe in. Because it's usually pretty painfully obvious you don't believe in it. And so if you have words of encouragement for your pastor, to let them hear that. Because far too often, what pastors hear are the negatives. We don't hear the words of affirmation. We don't hear the, man, that was a great sermon, or that really made me think, or I want to ask you a question about this because I was thinking about your sermon two days afterwards and, and it made me think about this and I want to dig in a little. deep. We don't, we don't get to hear those things. Instead, what we hear is, well, you ran a little long this week, didn't you? Or are you ever going to be done with Mark <laughs> or Philippians or Malachi? When are you going to preach about something in the New Testament? I, you know, I, I'm just making things up here, too, kind of. So, So pray for your pastors. Give your pastors a word of encouragement if you truly have a word of encouragement to give. And then I would want you to extend that a little further. Something else that happened this week was I got a phone call from a church member who was more than a little frustrated, we'll, we'll say, uh, and, and convicted me of some of my own shortcomings. Uh, and, and, you know, in, in the midst of what we've been talking about this whole time, it may seem counter uh, to what I've been saying, but that conviction was something that was very helpful for me. Uh, because he was right he was upset that no one from the church had talked to him had reached out to him since march since we had gone to virtual services i did a little investigating and there's some reasons why this had happened uh you know that that i've you know i've had deacons reach out to to members and, and there's a reason why he was missed and so it, it only falls on one person's shoulders and that person would be me the pastor. I had the access. I had a way to get a hold of him, and he f- simply fell through the cracks. And so, while you're taking some time to pray for your pastor, I want to encourage you again to pray for your neighbors, to pray for your church neighbors, and to reach out and to touch base, to talk with them, and just check in on one another. I have a funny feeling the division that we see in our country is only going to grow between now and November. I have a funny feeling that in that vein, we are in for what I would consider a long road ahead. We have a choice. We can be a part of the problem, or we can be a part of the solution. Today, I urge you, I beg you, to make a commitment to being a part of the solution. What does that look like? That looks like inviting everyone to the table. That looks like first starting with the desire to know God so that you can truly love all and truly serve others. It starts with saying, you know what? I'm not the arbiter of what's right and what's just. I'm not the arbiter of... Who deserves grace and forgiveness? Instead, I serve a risen Lord who has said, everyone does. Sometimes that's a tough one to swallow. But it's the truth. So come to the table. Leave room beside you. And don't try to dictate who comes there with you. Pray for your pastors. Give them encouragement. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for your church neighbors. Reach out to those who you haven't seen and you haven't heard from. Check in on them. See how they're doing. Maybe, just maybe, show the Lord, the, the Lord, show the world a little bit of compassion. You may be surprised what you're met with. I hope you'll take the time, if you haven't, to... Uh, watch or listen to those two sermons as well as to read this article that i'm going to post in the show notes i think it'll be very eye-opening for you i'm glad that you've joined us this week i'm glad that you have come and stuck around and uh sorry for the the missed episode last week and the delay and the release of the episode this week but we're back don't worry there's going to be a lot more uh, where this came from and so thanks for joining us this week on the journey as we try to figure out the rest of the sermon. As always, if you have any feedback or comments that you would like to share, you can send me an email at sermon at gmail.com. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it's been meaningful for you. And I hope that you will take heed to some of the advice that I've given, some of the things that I've talked about. And I hope you'll give those encouraging words to your pastor. You'll pray for your pastor, pray for others, pray for your neighbors. You'll reach out to those who you haven't seen or heard from or talked to in a while. And I pray that you will come to the table and allow for others to meet you there. Hope you have a great week. Until next time, God bless.